Hello, America. It's Friday. Today I got up and I heard one of the most incredible calls that I've ever heard. Uh, and I, I, I want you to hear it, too, because it is the sound of maybe a third of America. And you need to hear this phone call and 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 let it haunt you for the day. Um, it was a real wake-up call, and I actually sent it to some of my media friends who are on the other side who will write me from time to time, what's wrong with people? Why are... I sent it to them today and said, this is somebody you've completely missed. I want you to hear that next, right now. entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Good friend of the program, Riaz Patal is uh, with us. Riaz is a uh, is a guy who shouldn't agree with anything that uh, we say. On paper, we should not be friends, but Agreed. we are friends because we're both human beings. Uh, and we also can see what's happening uh, to our country. And so while we don't agree on some things, many of those things are not so important, especially right now. Uh, Riaz was one of the guys that I, I sent this audio to, and I want you to hear the audio uh, from WMAL yesterday. Alan in Southern Maryland, you're on WMAL. Go, out. I'm sick of the Donald Trump stuff, all the Trump stuff. I'm one of, I consider myself one of the forgotten men and women. I'm worried about job creation. I'm worried about tax cuts. I need more money. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. They just cut off my cable bill. I'm rubbing two nickels together. My girl can't find a job to help me. We're out here struggling. And these people don't get it. I mean, they really don't get it. I don't have money. I mean, I'm cutting back on my medicine, my groceries. She can't find a job. Do you feel like the president, Alan, do you think, do you feel like the president is, is keeping his head down and doing what he promised to do to try to help you and other Americans like you? Do you think he's... If they let him do it and give him a chance, yeah. they're fighting him every step of the way. We need help out here. We've been struggling for years under Obama, and he's, he had the right message. We, we murdered him in because of that. And we, we need tax cuts. I need a couple extra dollars of my paycheck every week. We need jobs. Thanks, Alan. We need Trump. And these, these liberal, the press and all this, they need to get off of that and think about us that's out here, put our boots on every day, getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning, going to work, and trying to provide for our families. And it's hard. I just need a couple of extra bucks in my paycheck every month. Um, this is somebody who, pro my guess is, if he ever listened to me, um, he's been mad at me for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to jump on that so fast, Riaz. Uh, well, um, yes. Um, I would like to, I, I'd like to find him and talk to him. You live in that area. I, I now do, and yeah. I would like to find him, yes. Yeah, so let's see if we can find him, and yeah. maybe you go talk to him and then, yeah. and then bring him on the air, and, and um, um, because I think he reflects a lot of people. So what he's saying here is... Um, 
is so fascinating on several levels. I'd like to hear your analysis of him, Riaz. It feels like, I mean, the level of pain is just palpable. I mean, it's palpable in the voice. And to me, this man is calling into a calling show because there's no one else. I mean, he literally feels like, someone please hear me. Right. And what I, what I fail to grasp is why it is so hard to disagree with people ideologically, but to say, I hear you, I see you, and what you feel matters to me. That is all you have to do. We don't have to agree on tax policy. We can disagree. But I see you, I hear you, and what you are experiencing matters to me. And no one, because they're too entrenched. And, and here's what's happening. When you look at what the GOP is proposing, mm -hmm. they're not proposing anything that is going to help him. He's obviously on not on Obamacare. He mm -hmm. is on um, you know, private insurance. He's now not able to pay for his prescription. Um, and, you know, his most likely, if he's like the average American, his premium has gone up 140%. Yeah. Um, we're not talking real job creation unless we're talking about tax cuts um, to help him have more of his money, tax cuts to be able to create jobs. That's not what the GOP, and in many cases, what Donald Trump is doing with his actions. It's yeah. what he said, but it's not doing what he, with his actions. He's just at a point to where he needs someone to do something. And it's been, I mean, he says, I voted for Obama. So that's now eight years, nine years. It's almost a decade that this man has tried with his power of vote to say, please notice me. Please help me. You campaign on promises, and then obviously eight years went by, and here we are again. To me, the, the machine of politics is now wagging the dog. That all we're talking about, and not necessarily here, is the politics, the fighting, the analysis of every analysis. And it's grabbing this wormhole of you have people talking and then analyzing the talking, and they analyze the analysts. And meanwhile, nothing is changing for the experience yeah. of the everyday person. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and that's really kind of what I've grasped here this week. We talked about, when the news first broke about Donald Trump and Russia, we talked on Monday about that. And I think we talked some on Tuesday about that. But on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we really tried to focus on the people because there's nothing new here. It's just arguing to argue. It's, 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 it's what we did with Bill Clinton. He didn't have sex. Yes, he did. He did. He didn't. He did. He didn't. Oh, he did. Well, it doesn't matter. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. And yes, none it does. of that connects to a person Nothing. and their experience and their family and Correct. their pain and their life. None of that. Right. None of this does. Right. And to me, my whole thing is, how do I take my own power back emotionally? How do I not hope that the GOP or the Democrats or the president or the Congress will fulfill my needs? I mean, this is not just someone who's looking at fiscal needs. This is an emotionally bankrupt person now. Where are the neighbors? Where are the friends? Where is the sense of community to say, look, how can I help you? Everyone is entrenched in a battle defending one person themselves. And no one is marching together. And so the person wearing their hijab feels the same. The person in the Mexican feels the same. The man here feels the same. No one is saying this is a great, wonderful, fun time to be an American. So who is benefiting from this? Who, who's continuing the engine to move? The 
the media is benefiting from this and the politicians on it's both sides. It's a frenemies sides. relationship. Yes. If Donald Trump really wanted to remove himself from the media, he would stop responding. Yes. It's, 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 it's personal responsibility. Correct. I cannot point at anyone. At a certain point for me, as you know, I'm, I had a son. My father got sick. He passed away. I took 30 days off from the world. By the way, nothing changed. Nothing amazing. changed in 30 days. But that's, a, I, that's an eye-opening uh, discovery for people I who are I found my compass. Yeah. And my compass didn't come from listening to talking heads. And my compass didn't come from watching the news. My compass came from here I am caring for my father, my son, my home. What is it that I believe? Only could I do that by taking a complete fast from media for a period of time. And I work in media. So it's like I'm telling people not to watch my own work. So, um, Riaz. I asked you, or yeah, actually, you asked me, you were listening, you said, what are the books that you're having everybody in your company read? Mm. Um, and which ones did you read? All four. Okay. I mean, come on, you're asking. I mean, I, I'm in type A. <laughs> I wasn't hugged enough as a child. Of course right. I read all four. I have so, notes on all four. I read the sub notes, and then I read those sources. No, no so, I read all four. So tell me what you, you know what we're trying to do. Yeah. We're trying to find... Uh, a way to break down the barriers and talk to people mm-hmm. um, and be able to move forward, even in a way where we disagree, but we're going to be able to solve problems yeah. because we're not just calling each other names. What did what it was your takeaway from the? I mean, my my my, my whole takeaway is the way you you divide, you help the divide is honestly by listening empathically. I've done it in Alaska. I've done it in Saudi Arabia. I've done it with people who have nothing in common with me. I've just sat down and said, I've done it with you guys. I sat down and I came in thinking, I'm going to walk into lion's den. But when I walked in, I just sat down and listened. And all of the preconceptions that I brought to the table did not exist, which is why I keep showing up. And <laughs> it's and it's why we did it with you as well. Yeah. We I, had every reason to suspect you, and we just listened and watched you. And yeah. we realized you're not who society wants to say you are. It's not so hard. No. It's not so hard to, say, to go to this man and say, literally, what about your life do I not know? When do you think the last time someone actually asked him that and listened, didn't wait to speak, to say, okay, that's great. Now let me tell Listened. I tell you, the one thing is there are two kinds of people, people who listen and people who wait to speak. There are a huge number of the second category going on right now. And almost all of them are on television. Yeah. I've done it. You've done it, too. Mm. I've done interviews. The secret of Oprah Winfrey, she actually listens. She and is listen- genuinely interested. Yes. You have to be genuinely interested yes. in people. Yes. And I am. I'm genuinely yes. interested in people because I can't imagine that that guy is having a very different time than I am raising my children. That different. I cannot imagine that his needs are that different than my needs. So I can relate to that. Yeah, that's one thing we were talking about earlier this week um, in our office. I think we met on Tuesday or Monday when all this broke and... We talked about, you know, where does your loyalty reside? Does mm. it reside in your principles? Does it reside in the party? Does it reside in the president? Does it reside with the press? Reside with being right? Where's your loyalty reside? And we all said almost at the same time, our children, mm-hmm. our children. What's best for our children? Because we'll take the lumps now and do the hard thing, but... I'll bet you that he has a hard time seeing that his children are going to be better off than he is. Are they? Are they in this day and age? Are today's millennials better off than their parents? No. And that's, that's the reality that people are walking into. How do they walk into it with some amount of hope, without all this despair constantly seeping into every pore? So does it amaze you that we're not listening to people like that who are so 
at the end of the rope. Mm-hmm. And yet the media, do you have the stuff from Occupy Wall Street? Listen, listen to this interview from, I think this is overseas, of Occupy Wall Street. And we heard in, in different ways this argument. My sign, um, it just says, throw me a bone, pay my tuition. Why? Uh, why? Because I think these billionaires are getting a lot of money just out of greed. Um, you know, they're exploiting people underclass, like lower class people, middle class people. How do they do that? How do they do that? Just through, um, well I guess it has to do with the government as well. Uh, for example, we get taxed more than they do. That's not true. It's not true. Do you know the country with the highest corporate tax rate in the world? Okay, but that doesn't mean... It's the United States, 35%. Yeah, that's com- in comparison to other countries, but I'm talking yeah. specifically... But just 35%, that's pretty high. And also, 1% of the population pays 40% of all the taxes. Well, just reading, like, statistics from what I've seen, like, for every dollar that we're taxed, corporations are taxed, like, 25 cents. And that, that just doesn't seem fair to me. Where did you read that? Um, online. Okay. Um, it, I mean, let's just okay, suppose that there was lots of money. And there okay, was- so he's going back and forth, and yeah. they're arguing, and... They have the luxury of arguing back and forth because this college student said um, he was, I think he was a Columbia student, and said, you know, I'm, I'm getting, I have these uh, bills that are mounting up, and I think the rich should pay for my college. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we need to tax the rich. This was an Occupy Wall Street thing. And the media listened to the people, and many of those were not struggling. They were not this guy. Uh, or they would have had more impact. Mm. They were wealthy people who were coming from a, uh, and not all of them, mm. obviously, but they were coming from a privileged uh, class, going to a privileged school and saying, I can't afford my college education, which I understand because college is out of control. Mm. The average person is freaking out. How do I pay for college? But we we listened to this talk about uh, uh, somebody has got to pay for my college education when nobody promised you a college education. Mm -hmm. But this guy who's saying, I quote, I just need, and I think he means it literally, I just need a couple of extra bucks a month to be able to buy my medicine and put food on the table. I mean, I'm going to go a slightly different direction, which is I I feel like Sometimes there's an instinct to invalidate some people's pain because we think that the parameters of their life are comfortable enough that they shouldn't complain. That someone who is wealthy or privileged, that he couldn't possibly have as much pain as someone who doesn't. And I would say, I think the problem is that we're having now is we approach each situation looking at someone with the labels. Okay, you're poor, black, urban, immigrant, whatever it is, and therefore your pain has this much validity or not. Therefore, your complaints are this valid or not. And I think, depending on the news organization, that, that, that compass will shift. To me, the real work here is, I don't know who you are. You're Glenn Beck. You have money. Do you, are you happy on a daily basis? You have your own struggles. You have your own demons. I think, to me, everyone is angry right now, and no one is listening. So whether he's wealthy and is worried about it... By the way, I also went to an Ivy League school, which is incredibly expensive, because my, my path in life was, this is how you become a professional, this is how you succeed, this is how an immigrant's family works. 
So it was hugely important to me to get into that Ivy League school, to work hard every day. I mean, people were out having fun at 19. I wasn't. I was at the library. So whatever his pain comes from, I think what is wrong is someone else needs to fix it. And that is the promise everyone, someone else needs to fix it. And I'm saying, I don't know who's going to step in right now. I don't know who is going to step into this man who's crying into a radio station. He's going to have to find it from his friends, his neighbors, his church, his community, his mosque. That is what I'm trying to get people to do, is to say, listen to the pain. For me, what I heard is he said, that's not fair. What I heard from the first guy is, I'm putting on my boots every day. He's talking like a soldier going to war. They're telling you what they feel in their speech. I am a victim. I don't know how to get out of this. Whatever their parameters are, they can't get out. How do you get out? Listen, what is it you need? What do you think this job needs? Finish the question. Why do you think you need that career path? Why do you think? No one's connecting the dots. It's a soundbite world. He's in, he's out. We got it. Okay, so let's connect the dots when we come back. Triple eight seven two seven back. This is the Glenn Beck program. Talking to uh, Riaz Batal, friend of ours, uh, former recovering Hollywood uh, guy, uh, who is uh, is working with uh, working with me and, and trying to go into different communities and see how we can start coming together. Um, and we were just comparing Occupy Wall Street and this this guy on WMAL. And they're both saying, in some ways, similar things. Uh, one is in in just just is looking for two dollars to rub together, and uh, the other is uh, is looking for a bailout on his life. And both of them will run towards anarchy or despotism, because if nobody listens to them and nobody responds to them, they'll think that the system and everybody above them. Uh, if you read tribal leadership outside of their tribe, uh, doesn't understand them, and it will, it, it will force them into either communism or fascism or into anarchy. Yeah, we we. What happened to his mic? There it is. Go ahead. Yeah, oh, there we go. Hi, I'm back. Hi. You cut me off, you people. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about how comfortable I felt, and you cut me off. Right. Um, to me, they're saying, on the emotional level, on the human level, they're saying very similar things. I'm I'm unhappy. I'm lost, and it's not fair. Okay. It's not fair. And I think everyone just wants a fair shake. So what we need to do, and this is one of the things, I want to send you out and, uh, and, and start finding the ways and finding people, you know, all the way down to I haven't spoken to my mom and dad. Unbelievable. Yeah, because they voted a different way, one way or another, um, to communities that want to heal and find a way to knit our community that first safety net is has been destroyed and so the government instead of last resort is first resort you won't feel as alone and isolated in need of help if your neighbor is someone that you can rely on yeah there's a power in that and even if it's just an emotional power if someone cannot give you money it's a real emotional power riaz thank you so much for coming by thank you looking to talk to you again um back in a minute your phone calls and some final thoughts of the week the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. The Glenn Beck Program. Just a second. We have some important stuff here that we have to get off our desk that maybe has been uh, uh, sitting on our desk. As I'm going through my papers, I'm hearing... Stu and Pat talking about brewskis now being... No. <laughs> no. What, what was it's it? It's brewski. It's the... You know, the internet... Uh, oh, like Norton. Yeah. 
It's the antivirus, antivirus security system. system. And it was it was like the highly recommended, the most highly recommended one for years. And it dawned on me about, I don't know, five or six or seven years ago, I, I'm going with a Russian company to monitor the viruses <laughs> on my computer. Mm. That might not be the best way to go. And so I so switched, you got rid of it? I switched about five or six years ago. Yeah. But, okay. So, I mean, I think this is something Marco Rubio said. No American should be using this, right? I mean, that's a pretty amazing statement for a senator to say no American should use a company. It's pretty in amazing. Private life. Um, and now. But do you trust them? I mean. I mean, certainly now. I don't now. I don't. I mean, it makes it kind of makes sense because you kind of think that sounds like a conspiracy theory. So it's just a right. So there's some they happen to be based in Russia. Like, so what? Well, there's a lot here now. They're saying that they have seen their emails between Chief Executive Eugene Kaspersky and Senior Kaspersky staff outlining a secret cybersecurity project apparently requested by the Russian intelligence service FSB. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Um, they're saying, of course, it was misinterpreted and it's not a big deal. <laughs> uh, US, but again, like, and this is, uh, you know, people are talking about, uh, you know, did Trump ever work with the Russians? That's obviously what the media is really focused on. Um, but in the midst of that. And he did. The, he did. He did a Miss Universe pageant in Moscow. As we learned, yeah, today. And so you know that he's compromised <laughs> but after that. The U.S. government's General <laughs> Services Administration removed Kaspersky Lab from Stupid. a list of approved vendors. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Wow. That's okay, so hang on just a second. Can we go back to... To... What, the, what was uh, your comment just a minute ago, Pat? It was uh, about the uh, Miss Universe pageant. Yeah, right. Go he's ahead. been compromised. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. kind of the point. I know you were joking. That's kind of the point that Bill O'Reilly was making. And I, I really would like to make this clear. Let's say Donald Trump did nothing wrong. Donald Jr. did nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Let's just assume that what they're saying is accurate. Right. All right. Here's, here's, this is more dangerous. This is even more dangerous. We now know that they were very close to uh, the billionaire family of the pop singer. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Right. We know they were we very, very close. Good friends. Yeah. We also know because of that email that that good friend over in Russia had the attorney general. I think they call him the crown attorney, but it was basically the attorney general. So, the you know, one removed from Putin going to the guy who is one of Putin's best friends uh, and mm -hmm. a good friend of Donald Trump. Okay, let's just say that guy, that, that you know, billionaire, is, is not a KGB agent, okay? Don't think he is. I really don't think he is. He's not a KGB agent. But that is like the United States going to one of the biggest capitalists who believes in capitalism, and the United States going to uh, a, a German at the time and saying, hey, so what's, so what's happening? What's going on? Blah, 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 blah. And gaining his friendship to be able to get into his organization without his knowledge, to be able to get information on his business, information on what's going. We know that the Russians always always, always have, and still are doing it, they try to get close to people on the inner circle of anyone who might run for president. Donald Trump 
was serious since 1988 that he's going to run for president someday. It's worth the KGB's time just because he's also very close with the Clintons. He was very close with every politician because he got things done. He was an important guy in the United States. Putin would want to know what that guy's thinking. And especially if he says, I might run for president, let's make sure we have guys around him. So good. Hey, that's really great. So we're just talking as friends, Mr. You know, Russian oligarch with Putin. I'm just here. Just how's that going? You know, Donald Trump. Oh, you were part of his Mr. Universe thing or Mrs. Universe thing. How's that going? That's great. So do you think he's really running for president? Huh? Okay. Well, that's great. Keep on going on. And then when he's running for president, you know, you, you know, you're a good friend, Donald Trump. Well, I got to tell you. He is so much better than Hillary Clinton. Would you do me a favor? Um, it just we have some information, even though we let's just take Donald Trump at his word, even though we don't have any information, we're not going to give him anything. Would you just let his son know that we have some stuff because we want him to win? It, we've got an ongoing effort, you know, to help. Let's say they don't, an ongoing effort to help him. Sure, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, we could all get along with a guy like that. Okay? Mm-hmm. He reaches out, has his son yeah, contact his son. Not even nefarious, really. It's, mm, on, certainly on, not on the Trump's part. Not on the Trump's part. Not Definitely part not on the Trump's part. But not necessarily even nefarious on the billionaire oligarch's part. Right, but okay? the Russian government's part. Yeah, he's being used. Trump is being used. And they set a trap. And the trap is, guys, honestly, uh, you know, I heard this yesterday uh, from the left. And they were like, I just, you know, what's really stunning is how stupid all these people were. I mean, could you have written a more condemning email than that to Donald Trump Jr.? Yeah, that does seem rather convenient, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. So... Who's winning by having us argue about this? Who's winning? The Russians. The Russians are winning. Mm-hmm. The Russians are winning. Let's take Donald Trump. Now, that Let's... doesn't mean we stop an investigation. It doesn't mean that you don't say what Donald Trump Jr. did was wrong. It doesn't mean anything. It just means, wait a minute. Let the, conven- the, the, the investigation go. But... We also need to know about Russia, unconnected to Donald Trump. We need to know that they are plotting and planning. If Glenn Beck can get information from the Russian government because they post it, let me say it again, they post it online, that they are trying to infiltrate and disrupt our systems and services and our political process, uh, we should believe them. The blaze specifically. If you remember the New York Times report from a couple yeah. of years ago, they were intentionally mm. trying to play with the yeah. uh, with the uh, uh, the discourse in this yeah. country by posting fake comments on the blaze and other sites. Yes, they were going, and nobody wanted to believe that that when these crazy conspiracies were being touted online by so-called Americans, and you, we all read them. And the, the spelling was horrible, yeah. and the syntax was wrong. And we're like, boy, look how dumb these people are, huh? Or maybe they're coming from Russia. 
The New York Times put that on the front page four or five years ago that Russian agents had infiltrated websites like The Blaze, named by the New York Times, that were posing as commentators. Well, that was the dry run for this. And if you just... Kind of does add up. Oh, it does. I'm telling you, I could do a George Soros chalkboard here and the... The seven degrees of Donald Trump and and Vladimir Putin, and again, and not condemn, not, not condemning not, or or accusing, correct the Trumps of anything, correct, not condemn the Trumps of anything. Well, you you could certainly see it's uh, there, yeah. it's there. Yeah, and have, so it we got to stop there. buying it's your salad It's either dressing. nefarious on their side and our side. It's either nefarious on mm-hmm. on Donald Trump's right side there. and the and Putin's, or the Trump family is just naive and they were played by a foreign state to win and why and what's the naivety there it's because you have a situation where look at what the trump family is going through with this and you might say this is unfair this is ridiculous the media is blowing it up into something it's not the russian government has held has been able to hold over the trump family's head For this years. outrage for a year a year they could have released this and put they could have done it in october they could have done it a week before the election they could have done it whenever they wanted so it puts the the family in an impossible position to take a hard line on russia yep and that is why it's so dangerous these people are smart and i will say this as well when you have a meeting and you know there's you have now disclosed today um and it may be nothing that there was a translator and a lobbyist, and the lobbyist has ties to, again, the Russian government. Um, although an American citizen, the, the, uh, the translator, there's a good excuse to translator, was approved by the State Department. Um, there's a lot of stuff there. Why would you release this email la- uh, earlier this week and not tell us that there were additional people in the meeting? Why not get it all out? The meeting is known about. Why wouldn't you mention that there were two other people in this meeting. Here are their names. Why not that do that? It's just this constant to, it allergy causes, to just be out there and just tell the truth. And it causes the trouble for both, whichever side you are on. If you believe that Trump is evil, you believe they've hidden these last two because it's worse. Right. If you are on against the media, you believe the media hid this because it's worse. Why? Why? I'd be Total transparency. You've already released an email confirming the meeting occurred and confirming that it was a Russian government source that you believe you were meeting with. You've, that's the worst part of the story. Why let them drip out more stories for the rest of the week about the additional... How many people were there? I just saw another story that says there might have been an additional person there. Three? There's already six in the meeting. Right. The three Trump yeah. associates and then... The initial one we heard, the lawyer, right. uh, one translator, and a lobbyist. A lobbyist for Russia. And the okay. head of the KGB was also there. Yes. <laughs> head of the KGB. I, oh, yeah, also, can I tell you something? Also, Ivan Drago was there as well. We should I, yeah, I tell you, this was, is going to hurt, guys. This is going to hurt. This <laughs> is going to hurt. <laughs> Jeff, Get it out. Jeff Dunham was in the room. He had <laughs> the was... Osama bin Laden and a Stalin puppet oh, on no. his hands. Oh, no. So there over. were seven, it's eight, over. nine people in that room now. Holy cow. It's, it's over. It's Friday. It's right. time for our grocery Get it out there. to stop selling now. Russian Yeah, dump yep. it this week. Dump weekend, it right, right now. now. I'm protesting yep. at the oh, grocery man. store level. 
the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, great stuff on Monday show. Couple who sells uh, designer wedding dresses for about seventeen thousand apiece had sixteen hundred of them seized by the IRS. They haven't been charged with a crime. Certainly haven't been convicted with a crime. The IRS just swooped in, took all their inventory, sold it for three dollars and seventy-five cents a piece, and wiped the family out. Wiped them out.